it's one of those topics that may have been taboo, out of bounds, embarrassing, simply just not discussed pre-kids, but poop, yes, yes poop, poop, we're going there, quickly becomes the most popular topic among parents once the baby arrives. This episode of Moms in the Middle is all about poop. My name is Ivanka Osmak, and I have a son named George. He's one and a half years old. And I'm Melanie Ng, mom to a two and a half year old boy named Josh. As soon as these little guys or girls are born, all you think about is the poo, something you never thought you'd think about. But how often? What does it look like? Is this normal? How? How did it get there? Poop explosions. That's what we're talking about because it seems to happen when you least expect it and are least prepared. Oh, Isn't yeah. that lovely? But Mel and I are at different stages on the poop scale. George is living happily in diapers. And, well, so are we, my husband (laughs) and I, because, frankly, diapers are pretty easy. Yeah, and then you come into the potty training, and that's where Josh is. And he's in underwear most of the time. But, honestly, there are accidents, and there are lots of accidents, and you can't get mad about it. They're just little. They're learning. We were there, too, I'm sure, if you ask our parents. (laughs) So we're talking all about toilet training, poop, where it begins, where it ends, and... Yes, thankfully, we are bringing in an expert to help us with the in-between because Lord knows Mel and I are not the experts. But first, we got to talk about our good and bad moments of the week. So, Mel, how was your week? Give me all the details. Okay, it was okay. And I'm going to start with my bad. I don't know about George, but Josh hates getting his hair cut. He despises it so much so that we have to hold him down. He has to sit on one of our laps And they just go at it. Last time it happened, he got butchered because the person just could not handle it. And they just buzzed the whole thing. Buzzed the whole thing. So this time, genius idea. I sent my husband. (laughs) He came back. He looked amazing when he came back. And I asked my husband, how'd it go? The look on his face was classic. He said it wasn't good, but at least his hair looks good. (laughs) And we left it like that. But you know what? It's clean. He's not itchy anymore. He doesn't have the shag. So from now on, dad is doing haircuts. Dad, he haircuts. So here's the good. We just came off of a long weekend and you're traveling to see family. You're trying to time the naps. Mm-hmm. When are they going to eat? When are they going to nap? When are they going to do all of this? And my biggest fear is always, is he going to get his nap in? Is he going to cry? Is he not going to sleep at all? And then we get to relative's house and he's a disaster. Right. Okay. The weekend arrives. We get in the car and we said, please fall asleep, please fall asleep, please fall asleep. Five minutes within the drive, which is a two-hour drive, he's out. Yes. He's out. He sleeps the entire time until five minutes, right? I prayed to the sleep gods. Five minutes before we arrive at our destination at his great-grandparents' house, he opens one eye and he says, are we there yet? And I went... Yes, this is a parenting win, a major win. And then he was the best throughout the day because he was well-rested, ready to play. That is definitely, okay, I I like that good moment for sure. Uh, Our good moment was we're just coming off our first family trip. The three of us went down south, uh, flew down to Turks and Caicos, three-and-a-half-hour flight. And we actually went with my entire family. There were a dozen of us, and it was so much fun. And someone asked, well, why was this so much fun? Like, what did you do? Did you go out sightseeing or did you, you know, have some crazy nights? It was an all-inclusive. You must have had so much to drink. (laughs) Uh, I was in bed at 7.30 every night with my son. But it was so much fun because this was our real first family trip and George loved it. You know, you didn't need to look at your phone. We were just enjoying every moment and we were going out for dinner and it was a kid resort. So there was no yeah. pressure of like doing the cleanup and, you know, if oh, he screams. The best part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the best part. So it was a really great, successful first trip 
even though I, you know, did a lot of sleeping and napping. That's always um, good. Sleep. Yes. The bad part, of course, was the plane ride down south. <sighs> I already um, know where this is going. <laughs> you know what? George was actually great. He was great. I give him an A. Not an A plus because when the flight attendants, the pilots said, okay, you know, we're going in for our, our landing, you seatbelts on, no mm-hmm. one can use the washroom, no one can move. What does George do but finally have his first poop of the day? And it's going to be massive. It was <laughs> disgusting. And then it did not take long for the entire cabin to smell what he had just dropped down. It was so disgusting. And you can't move. No. I mean, I'm sure the, the flight attendant wanted to let us use the bathroom because it was so <laughs> just terrible. Um, but anyway, so we had to sit with that for 20 minutes until we landed. And then I scooted right in. I'm a, well, he's, he was okay, though, sitting in it? He oh, doesn't know the difference. Yeah, he was yeah, playing with five people still thinking he's so cute. And I'm like, you're cute and stinky. You stink. <laughs> we have a special segment on this episode, Mel. Poop Confessions. Uh, bum, bum, bum. How did that sound? Good? Nice baritone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I could hold that note for longer, but not so much. First up, this is coming from uh, someone on Facebook named Estelle. And she wrote this. Rookie mistake. I went to run a quick 15-minute errand and did not bring the diaper bag. Got five minutes from the house and cue the poo explosion all over him, right up to his neck and the car seat. I've made that mistake many times in the beginning, but I went to a gym class and I think George was like four months old. And it was great because the instructors, there were a couple of them and they were taking the crying babies and holding them, you know, while we moms got to work out, which was awesome. And then I looked at George, who was being held and rocked by this one one young instructor. And I looked at her white shirt, and it was just yellow, just like just dripping down her shirt. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's my kid. Sure enough, George had pooped all over her shirt. I'm sure she will never have children because of him. Um, and then I ran into her several months later, and she was with some friends. And I said, you know, Again, I said, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And her friends knew what, what I was talking about because she had told all her friends. So I'm like, great. My son and me are known as like the poop and mom and son because she, he just took crap all over her shirt. And he probably thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. They love this. I have told you this story before, and I am so embarrassed to tell it now, but I shall share with all of you listening right now. And this comes with uh, poop with <laughs> kids and dogs. Yes. Uh, I have a dog named Brian. And my son is Josh, so don't confuse them in this story, okay? Josh is the boy, Brian's the dog. As we were going through the potty training, um, Josh thought the backyard was fun to poo in because he saw Brian do it in the backyard. So we're jumping on the trampoline. Things are loosening up, loosening, loosening. Josh stops, grunts, starts to squat. And I went, no! A little bit came out, got him in the house. Run, 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 run. Sat him on a potty. He finished his job. Great. Okay. Husband comes home, perfect timing. I said, can you watch Josh inside? I'm going to go deal with the poop in the backyard. Where's Brian? This is Brian the dog. Well, Brian's outside in the backyard. Where's the poop? I am looking everywhere for this poop. I swear, all I see is the dog licking his lips. I'm not even kidding. And so I am having to hose down, bucket water over this dog while this other kid's running around with no underwear. So I'm thinking this whole time I'm getting punked. Like if yeah. if there was someone who thinks I live any sort of glamorous life, there is no such thing. Did you put that, that on Instagram? I did not, no, but yeah. I should because these are the realities of parenthood. Hashtag real mom. It mm-hmm. is not filtered. Your dog will eat your kid's poop. 
Oh, at least it wasn't the no other way around. I, I, I right? can hear that that story over, and I, I just so yeah, it, it makes me cringe every time. Of course, um, I have a question for you. I when I'm in a public spot with just George and me, and I have to go to the washroom, I feel a little weirded out about bringing him into the stall, whether he's on two feet or in a stroller. It's just I find it awkward. Is that wrong? No, but you have nowhere else to bring them. Exactly, they they have to come on in. I think about it. I'm not going to leave him just outside, but but I I do, and it even it helps when you go into those massive family washrooms, and I kind of put him in one corner corner and I go pee in the other. But it's just I I'm not really comfortable with that. Do you think it's weird if George is just staring at you? Yes, I do. Yeah, it is. Am kind I of the awkward. only one? You know what? I guarantee you, you're not the only one. I I feel the same way too. But I think our guest is going to have a thing or two to say about that one on yes or no. I think she's he, probably going to tell me to get over. I it. think she's okay. going to say, "Get over yourself. <laughs> Let George watch." Get comfortable. So that is what Mel and I are going through right now. I mean, poop can reveal a lot about a person, especially in babies. So it only makes sense that we would want to bring on an expert, because we are not experts, nope. to talk about crap. Can we say that? Can we, say, we can say yeah, that. That's fine. Uh, it's a topic that isn't delightful, but it becomes pretty normalized, especially when you're potty training. Right. Now, if you are a new parent, or if you're a parent of a youngster, or if you're a parent in general, you've probably heard this name. Nanny Rabina, a.k.a. parenting expert, a.k.a. our real-life Mary Poppins. Oh. You're an angel. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me here today. Okay, this is a dirty topic. Why are we so fascinated as parents, as caregivers about poo? Why are we so stressed out about it? Well, I'm glad that it's a fascination to you. That's all I can say, because it's not something I'm fascinated by in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start. Why are you all fascinated? I think one of the things is, it's kind of new to you, right? What is about to happen is new to you. You were potty trained yourself many, many years ago. And if this is the first time you're actually potty training a child and you're going down that path, you're trading into the unknown. So you've probably at this point, what, read a ton of books, maybe, Mel? Yeah, Yeah. websites, uh, (laughs) listen to whatever I could. But nothing really prepares you, right, Ivanka? Like, I don't think anyone really Well, I'm not in that stage right now because we're still in diapers. I know potty training's on the horizon, and I'm hearing Mm -hmm. these, you know, stories from Mel about what's about to come, but I'm putting it off. So, well, that's another question is... When do you know the timing is right to move on to the next stage? Well, I think the first thing you do is you don't listen to Mrs. Jones, right? Because not every baby is actually going to be the same. So all the stories that you hear is, hey, my child was actually fully potty trained by 18 months. They're the far and few between. 18 and months? I, oh, that gosh, happens. there are, yeah, yeah. There are a few oh out there gosh. that will clearly my brag about clearly it. clearly not gifted. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'll brag about it. But I think what you need to take away is that every child actually will potty train. Um, and you know what? I hate to tell you this, but this is the bad news. You have no control over it. Come you on. No, you have no control over this. Your child, this is, I've always said, there are two things you will never control with your child. And that is what goes in and what comes out. They have (laughs) complete control. You cannot demand that your child poo and he's going to poo on your demand. Think about it. You try, though. You try. You try. Well, you can keep trying, but and I'll tell you, it'll have you jumping through loops with trying. So walking forward down that path, what you have got to do is kind of prepare yourself and, and basically take as much knowledge as you can so you're ready for it. So here's the thing. I was not prepared for potty training because Josh just started out of nowhere ripping off 
his diaper. He didn't want to wear these things anymore, and he didn't like the feeling. So of you what thought it was perhaps like. he was ready? I thought he was ready, and 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 it turns out he was. I didn't want to rush it. Honestly, I wanted to keep those diapers on as long as possible because let's face it, you don't have to time anything, right? You just change them, change mm-hmm. them, they're clean. But what are some of the indicators? Is that a, a big well, one? Well, I think well, first I'll start with Ivanka because her is her your baby's so much younger. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you can start even that early to kind of prep your child. And one of the things is to encourage him to come into the bathroom with you. Put the potty there and allow them to sit on the potty fully clothed. That's all. That in itself can be a huge task over time. You don't, you don't have to take diaper off and have him sit there just so he gets used to it. And you always want to sort of teach the child that what the potty is for. Don't let him put it on his head, for goodness sake. <laughs> I tell you now, a child that puts a potty on his head when yeah. it's empty will not think twice when it's full. So, you know, just make sure it's always in that spot and encourage him to sit in and talk about what you're doing in the bathroom. <gasps> Listen, mommy's going pee-pee. And what I've discovered over time is when you make it fun, children are more encouraged to actually go and take an interest. So, okay, I'll be the first to confess. I'll go to the toilet and I'll go... Shh, can you hear that? Sounds like a river. And then, you know, the child <laughs> might go on the toilet and he'll do a fart. You know, you know, potty talk always has the kids roaring with laughter. You know, go with the flow. Yeah, keep that potty talk in the potty room and let them have a bit of fun with it, you know. And that is definitely more encouraging. Okay, so that's really where you want to start by just encouraging them to come into the bathroom. But at the end of the day, there are certain signs that you need to look for and not base it on age or base it on, you know, the fact that, yeah, Mrs. Jones, hers was, you know, fully potty trained at 18 months. Uh, the signs would be if they get up from a nap and they have, let's say, a, a, only a damp di- diaper over a three hour period, that's definitely a sign of good bladder control. When they go poop, a lot of parents may confuse this part. They automatically assume that if they go poop and stand, you know, stand in front of you and go, I'm going poo. And then they make all the grunting noises and, you know, staring you in the face. Mm. And you're like, oh, he's ready. He knows he's going. Not so much. I mean, he can feel that he's going, but he may not have control over it. Now, if he was to go behind the couch, he kind of knows he's going, right? So that's pretty much another sign that he's actually going behind the couch because now he's prepping himself. He knows he's going to go. And you know what's really strange if you notice this? A lot of children from a very early age actually become really body aware at that time and slightly embarrassed. They do. Isn't it, isn't it bizarre? Yeah. Just automatically, they start to become a little bit shy and they want to go behind the couch and they want to do it there and they know what they're doing. So all of these are a little signs that are, are leading up to, yeah, getting ready for potty training days. You were mentioning bringing them into the washroom with you and having their toilet right beside yours or, you know, you go to the washroom and they're just seeing what yeah. you're doing. I guess it's just an open book in the house and it open is. door policy. But but for boys specifically, they should be watching their dads or a father figure and how he goes to the washroom. Let me tell you, or at least Pete. now you may not want to, you know, you may not want to get your penis out and shoot it in the toilet and let your little boy stand there giving a running commentary and tell everybody, I understand that. You tend to be more shy than women. It's got to be done. Okay, step it up and it's got to be done. That's all there is to it. Because I found myself in a situation where I was potty training a little boy. We went out shopping and we, he got caught, right? Well, he'd never stood up before. Who ended up with pee all over their feet? Many were yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Trying to get him to stand and saying, okay, hold your winky and push it out and push your penis out. And, you know, it was just a big frigging mess. It's like 
at the end of the day, dad needs to stand up and teach how you need to stand and pee. He's got to do his fair share. It sounds adorable when you say winky. I all of a sudden have to go to the washroom when you say winky. Not everybody all calls it penis, right? Everybody has their own little nickname. You can, that's your personal choice. Is it going to be a penis or is it going to be a winky? Yeah, is there, is there a rule of body parts and naming them? Or you know, it's everyone, you Honestly, know, from back in the day, many, many years ago, even as a nanny, I, I worked for many of families who did not want their three-year-old child to say, my vagina is sore. So they had a name for it. It's become a bit taboo as people, uh, you know, as generations over. Today, you are encouraged to um, actually call it by the real name. And, you know, if you call it a wiener, and then you go out and eat a hot dog and you tell your child what that is. <laughs> no, Let's I don't know how that's confusing. Yeah, it yeah. can be confusing. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the biggest difference or is there a difference between potty training girls and boys? Well, you know, I can honestly say through my many years, I've never found a huge difference. But the word on the block is that boys tend to train later than girls and girls can potty train earlier. I can't say that that's happened to me. I've got to be honest, as a nanny, I'm like Mal. I'll keep them in the diaper until I can. And with the last little guy that I was a nanny to, I'm like, you know what? You're going to JK September. We better get you out of this diaper. Mm-hmm. And he literally trained within three days. Why? Because he was ready. He didn't have major accidents. And there wasn't that, let's get the party, because I waited till the last minute. With girls, I've done pretty much done the same. So I really think it's, you know, it's hit and miss, really. You know, you're going to get some boys that will train earlier. And sometimes Sometimes the girls will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been reading about a new troublesome trend of toddlers holding their poo in and then of course they become constipated so have you seen this type of behavior before yeah absolutely i mean gosh i I, i'm not going to reveal my age (laughs) but let's say it's what something like more than 30 years ago that i was at college and i still in touch with a lot of my nanny friends and um and, and we've discussed this this is something new that seems to have happened and people are saying no didn't it happen years ago no it never did over time children, young young toddlers that are potty training, will actually hold on to number two. So they actually develop a bit of a fear, if you like. And your job then is to figure out why. Why are they holding their poop? Is it a fear or is it control? And that's something fear that you... Fear of losing control. Fear, well, you know what, sometimes it could be, and this is why I just stress, you need to have more fiber, water, etc., and watch that diet. If your child actually goes for number two and it hurts them, they may associate that pain all the time and never want to go poo again. They will hold on to it because they figure that if they were constipated, and it does hurt. Haven't we all been constipated at some time? <laughs> you know, it's kind of painful. Okay. You know, we as adults, we know better. As a child, they will assume that's going to happen every time they go. So that could be one of the reasons. The most common reason I would say I come across is absolutely it's control that when you run into panic mode and try to get them to sit on the party to do more and they see that they have you jumping through loops, they start taking control of that situation. Yeah, they are the bosses. They are the the bosses in every which way. (laughs) Um, I got a lot of comments uh, online. So as we always do, we bring in um, some social media comments Mm -hmm. and a lot of people who are currently potty training chimed in. Um, And they say, hey, bribery is key. So this one's coming from the beer dad saying, our toddler is addicted to eating a donut after pooping. (laughs) Thanks to our incentivized potty training. Seriously, we leave the house and they go to Tim Hortons every single time. And uh, Sylvan Burns writing this, I freely admit... I use bribery for potty training. Using her love of Thomas the Tank Engine, promised one train if she pooped in the potty once. If she could do it every day for one week, she would get Talking Thomas. 
And then within 30 minutes, she had her first poop. I'm going That's to- That's an expensive bribery. So okay, yeah. because yours is a- Mine is I a, called you stingy and I'm frugal. I'm stingy and frugal, <laughs> but this child, my young Josh, does not need more sugar than he already has. But we do the Smarty method, which is we did one Smarty for a pee, two Smarties for a poop, and it worked. He was trained within a couple weeks. But bribery, yay or nay? Bribery, you know what? There comes a time, I think, in, you know- over your over your many years as parenting, that you're always going to revert to pay, uh, bribery for something. Now, you may not ever look at it as bribery because you may offer an incentive. hate to tell you, but an incentive is bribery. It's just put really nicely. Because <laughs> for those that don't agree with bribery, you've got to be very careful with bribery because the stories that you've just read out, they may work for one child. I never want to see a child doing... 12 shots of a pea and having 12 donuts. Not unless I bought <laughs> shares on donuts at Tim Hortons anyway. Um, so you do dozen? have to be careful. <laughs> and what I would encourage is if you do want to have an incentive is, you know, choose it with care. Maybe something a little healthier, um, you know, that, that you could perhaps, I don't know, something that you may have on your family diet that's considered a treat but not full of sugar. Mm. So bribery when it's needed, nail yay, I'm going to say yes, Desperate in desperate yeah, when whatever works. Nanny, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. Works. So moving ahead, fast forwarding a few years for both of us when our kids are are older, what what about accidents? Things happen. You you know, kid goes to the washroom. They're out of diapers completely, potty trained. You know, let's say they're five six years old, and then you have those accidents and like a relapse. What do you do then? You know, w- w- are you talking about an older child? Like sure. Six- well, first of all, I think there's a bit of a misconception that when children potty train throughout the day, they're automatically going to be potty trained at night. And this is this is just absolutely not. Um, it may take a child until six, seven, eight years old to actually potty train at night. Beyond those years, you may want to speak to your pediatrician to see if there's any anxiety or stress happening. Um, prior to that, there are definitely some things that you can do. But one of the things that you should always remember is, is you have to remain calm. Your child is already mortified and embarrassed by the accident, even if he doesn't show it. He may kind of have this nonchalant attitude. Inside, he's probably mortified that he actually wet the bed. So the first thing you want to do is don't make a big issue out of it and just really treat it with, you know, the utmost um, patience, if you like. And just, it's okay, you know what, let's clean it up together. And hey, don't worry, you must have been really asleep and it happens. So you don't want him to ever feel bad about it. One of the things, though, that you can do, and I am a big fan of this, is you can sleepwalk your child to the bathroom at night. And you can do this from any age of why you're sleep, uh, why you're potty training. Most children will never wake and remember. They'll actually have a conversation with you on the way to the toilet. They'll sit on the toilet. They'll pee. You put them in bed. You've got a dry bed. They will not remember a thing the next day. I would say that has happened to me eighty five percent. I've because, never understood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You literally go and you walk them. You get them out of the bed and you walk them to the toilet. They're kind of like half asleep and half awake. So they, they'll actually converse with you and won't remember a thing the next day. Yeah, very. it's very, very useful. Now, the only thing is, you're doing that to save your sheets, but that is not a natural alarm going off on your child. So it's by no means going to be the solution in long term. So it actually comes with basically with the age and the maturity of the bladder as your child grows and them actually just getting to that point. Another thing you want to consider is cutting back some of them liquids. I remember talking to a mom once and I asked her to send me uh, like literally a 24-hour log. You know, Mel, I do that for almost everything. I want to look at his diet. The guy was having an eight-ounce big bottle of milk before he goes to bed. No wonder he had a soaking wet diaper. Like give him the eight ounce of milk at two o'clock. Give him a little less milk over dinner. Because I know if I drank a bottle of wine before going to bed... Give I'd me a bottle of wine. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. right? 
Right? Oh my gosh, this is all. I feel like you've cleared you've... cleared up the poop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am released. <laughs> we are clear. Lots to take in here. Yeah. Moral of this one really is uh, don't let the poop bring you down. No, exactly. Right? Don't let it bring you down. But as always, thank you so much. Your insight is wonderful, Nanny Rabina. If you want to follow her, you can find her nannyrabina.com or on Twitter at Nanny Rabina. And we you. hope you'll join us on Moms in the Middle another time. Oh, absolutely. Now it's time for Moms Kicking Ass, and we're going to start it up with Shonda Rhimes, writer, producer, activist, influencer, mother, and jack of all trades. Of course, you may not know Shonda Rhimes by name. Perhaps You've she's not the name in the credits. But, yeah, you absolutely know and love her work. Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, just a few of the hit shows that she has created and been a part of. I mean, she has really shaken up television in mm-hmm. the past decade plus she's made intelligent beautiful honest vulnerable women of all races and cultures the lead character i mean finally yes exactly and really she came up with the idea because when she was a kid or when she was someone watching television and she was watching all these shows that it was always the guys it was always males who had these awesome roles and were saving the day and they were these strong characters and she's like Whoa, 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 hands up. Where's the woman in this show? Where's the strong woman who's holding her own and doing it herself or who has the struggles and is vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Like Scandal. Think about this. When it came out in 2012, it was the first show with an African-American female lead since 1975. That's crazy. Way too long. But Rhymes, she's a huge deal in Hollywood. She's blazing an incredible trail in a male-dominated industry. And she's raising three daughters. Two of her daughters... 16-year-old Harper and 6-year-old Emerson were adopted, and then she welcomed her youngest, Beckett, through surrogacy. So Shonda has had to learn a lot from her daughters, though. She said, I'm very used to being the boss, hearing myself talk all the time, (laughs) and at home, I need to be a person who listens. So yeah, shout out to our celeb mom, but now's the time we talk about our community mom, because they are kicking real butt. And I love this. This nomination is coming in from her husband. So Darren Johnston wrote us, And he said, I want to nominate my wife, Judy Young, starting out at the beginning when our son was born. He spent his first six weeks in neonatal when he underwent numerous surgeries. And that entire time, my wife stayed by his side, sleeping at the hospital until he was discharged with a clean bill of health. And since then, he's growing up. She would take him on road trips, camping trips, uh, and a lot of the time with his friends, too. And people would say, well, where's your husband? And so she was kind of playing um, the role of mom and dad, uh, which is pretty amazing because when, you know, we both know when you have Mm -hmm. kind of a unique job and you're working different hours, it's up to the other parent to kind of help out and you kind of, you pick it up, you're a team. Here's the last tribute in the line from this email that he wrote us. Our son has turned into a fine young man due to her guidance and we have a beautiful household all thanks to her. How sweet. Yeah, because usually it is the woman, it is the mother that kind of has to do all these different roles. I think, yeah, the influence and and shaking up the status quo and not necessarily doing guy things or things Mm -hmm. with dad, but things with mom because mom is just as capable of doing it as well. So awesome stuff. Thanks, Darren. But also, we really appreciate you, Judy Young. So that's it for this episode of Moms in the Middle. Big thanks, of course, to producer Stephanie Phillips, editor Megan Coley, 
the Frequency Podcast Network. Thank you for giving us a platform. We love it. And also, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to the website, FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. We want to know what you think, so don't forget to uh, comment as well. Send us some reviews. And rate. You know, I've become obsessed with checking our ratings. Just go five. <laughs> five. Reviews. Follow us on Twitter. She's at City Melanie, and I'm at Ivanka Osmak, or on Instagram at the same handle, and that's Ivanka with an E. We had a lot of fun this episode, and we hope you'll join us next time on Moms in the Middle.